Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, everyone. What is up? Welcome back to the Empowered Connection Podcast. This is your host, Damodar Cordua, relationship coach, empowerment coach, yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening in. Today, we are going to dive into some topics on relational growth, relationship wisdom and tools and practices, and the roadblocks that might be in the way of empowering our relationships, if that's with lovers, partners, loved ones, friends, family, etc. But before we dive into today's solo podcast episode, if you want to take some of these lessons from the podcast really deep into your life, if you're looking for an incentive to take some of these things more seriously, some of these tools and practices more seriously, and really excuse the French, really fucking stand for your own growth and your own growth in yourself and your own growth in your relationships and your relational empowerment, then commit, commit. And the incentive I'm giving is 20% off through the end of the summer. So that will last through mid-ish September. And you can always purchase this discounted package with me and use it later on. But I'm giving this incentive because sometimes I'm guilty of this myself. I get so caught up in the day-to-day stuff, just managing life, just figuring out life, how to get by, how to balance work and balance relationship and balance this and that and obligations that some of these roadblocks I come up across, I I might not give myself the actual retreat into myself and the actual resources to fully reckon with them. And maybe there's a part of me or a part of you that really doesn't want to, right? I think this is, and we're going to talk about this today. I think this is very common. There's a part of us that, you know, we listen to the podcast, you know, these self-growth podcasts, read some books and yeah, we feel empowered and we feel inspired, but there's a part of us that doesn't want to. And part of that might be laziness. And another part of it might be, you know what? I'm not willing to look at that part of myself yet. I don't, I'm afraid. I, I don't want to reckon with what it would be like to really change how I do things, really change my outlook or really reveal my truer potential, purpose, heart wisdom, ability to connect. And so this is a call to action. Uh, If you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, you know, like I need a little kick in the ass. I need a little fire under my butt. That's what the coaching journey is about. It's about giving you some fire, a little accountability, some self-responsibility, and to be supportive to you in your journey, to be there as your advocate to be loving, to be nurturing to you, to be nourishing, to to see you and really honor where you're at without calling any of it wrong, without pathologizing or minimizing any of your experience. So from there, I give you the container to grow sustainably. If you listen to some previous podcast episodes, we need to both learn self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and have a desire to grow. We need both. So long story short, If you're interested, if you're in a partnership and you want to gain more resource, if you're an individual and you want to gain more resource in relationships or just within your own life and your own ability, your own potential, check out the show notes below and let's connect for a discovery session. And perhaps you can take advantage of this 20% off and dive in to a retreat into your own self, relationships, and potential this summer, fall, winter. All right, without any further ado, 
let's dive in. So this shorter podcast episode is one that's going to shed some light. That's going to look into why we or why our loved ones resist, quote unquote, doing the work in our relationships and in our partnerships. So relationships, meaning any relationship, relationships with coworkers, family, friends, and our most intimate relationships, which are often partnerships. So this is great for couples. And it's also great if you're in a relationship, it's also great for people who are just human beings in relationship day to day with so many others. So as someone who is a relationship coach and an empowerment coach working with individuals and couples, my strong belief is that the willingness that we are on board, that I'm on board, that you're on board, that we are on board to do some work on our own selves and within our partnership, and that we are ready to grow and evolve. That's the most important perspective in empowering our relational life, just that perspective. So why do we resist doing it? Well, we'll talk more about it, but what's a good way to start getting into the work is just having the perspective that I can grow, I can evolve that I have more to learn, that I don't know everything, that my patterns and the way I do things are not always the end all be all. And maybe there's something else out there. Maybe there's another perspective. There's a certain idea of like humbling ourselves. And one of my one of my teachers would say to be humble and to be a student, a student of relationship, a student of life, always. And so this perspective well, just having it will lead it will lead to you doing something like coaching or therapy or taking classes and courses, and it will lead to healthier, more connected, and less stressful and deeper relationships with your loved ones, more meaningful and enjoyable and beautiful relationships. But oftentimes, we are resistant to doing this work. Or if we're in a partnership or in a friendship or in some relationship, the other person might be resistant. To doing the work. And therefore, we get met with some intense challenges in our relational lives. And I see this so often in my work with couples and individuals. The challenge that the other person, the loved one, may be resistant to working on themselves. Okay. So I have a client, they're doing some coaching, they're willing to do some work, but the other person in their life is not. We might make a bid to that person, especially if they're a partner or we're in a partnership with them. Hey, Can we do some counseling or coaching work? Can we take on some practices? Hey, can we read this book? Let's do this. And sometimes that bid is not reciprocated or it's even outright shot down by the other person. And this could also be a friend. We're feeling like a little stuckness, a little roadblock with our relationship to a good friend. The other person might not be willing to meet us there in our desire to learn more and do the work. Some of us might feel like it's only me willing to do the work. I'm in this partnership. I'm in this relationship. And only me, I'm carrying the burden here. Only I'm open to doing that work. And that we might be over-functioning. I'm doing all the work and my partner's, my loved one is not. And so as I teach, and if you've gotten some coaching with me, we actually can do a lot on our own to deepen our relationships. If the other person is unwilling, we can learn so much that can start to shift and change a dynamic. And at the same time, we definitely need to be met by our loved one in some way. And that's, again, friends, family members, partners, some way, shape, or capacity for true growth and depth and connection to unfold. When we are not, the relationship can stagnate and stay stuck in negative patterns. And we might start to feel a resentment build towards the other person because the other person is not willing to put the time and effort in. It can feel very imbalanced and one-sided. Even talking about this, 
I think back in my own life, to, not only to romantic partnerships, but even to only my family members and feeling like both this person's here, not willing to do the work and some family members being open to meeting me where they're at, but still being open to to move forward and, and meet me and, and do some work in their life. That's so needed. So needed. So, okay. In relationships, generally, we need other people to meet us where we're at and to do the work to some degree, even if it's not a hundred percent, we're the ones leading the march forward and self-growth and relationship growth. The other person has to somewhat meet us there. Now, interestingly, at the same time, if we're really vigilant and we really look, turn our gaze inward and look at our own selves and shed light back onto us, and, and I brought this up right in the intro of our podcast today, we can also notice our own internal resistance. Why am I? Why are we? Why are you not willing to do the work on yourself and on your relationships? This is another great area of struggle, but one that is mostly internal. It's about our own self. So in order to shed some light to these resistances in another person that we're in relationship with and within our own selves, I'm going to talk a little bit about what these resistances are and give you some more resource to think about them in your own life and with other people in your life. This will help you gain more clarity about your own resistances and also give some awareness and perhaps better understanding and compassion to why your loved one or loved ones, that is again, family, partner, friend, are resistant to doing this work. And another bedrock of development and growth in our lives and in connecting to others is creating more understanding and compassion for our own selves, empathy, and empathy towards other people. One of the biggest things you can learn. I'm giving you a lot here, but before I go forward, I just want to highlight two key things to, to start to have in your life for empowerment in yourself and your relationships is the willingness to do the work. I'm a student. I can grow. And two, the power of empathy, the power of compassion towards yourself and towards your loved ones. But moving forward to this list of the roadblocks, as you listen to the list, take the time to let each reason sink in, sit with it. If you're single or you're in a relationship or you're in, just in a relationship with a friend or a family member and some of this resonates, reflect on which of these feels true both for you and your own self and maybe could be true for the other person. One might be true for you. One be, might be true for this other person that you're in a relationship with. Or they both could be true for both of you. And do so maybe also with tracking back some previous relationships. If you want to go even deeper, when have these things come up for me? And when might have they come up for a previous person in my life? So the reasons I list below are written as quote unquote they, meaning the other person. Okay. Like they, the other person has this block, but also tune into them for yourself because the, it could also be an I instead of a they. All right. So the first one is that you or your loved one acquiesces to a relationship culture that implicitly supports and allows them or you to not do the work. Again, there is an acquiescence to I'm okay with a relationship culture that is not about the work, not about consciousness, not about a conscious relationship, not about growth. So something like this can happen almost nefariously or insidiously, that's the better term, insidiously over time. That we get together with this person, we fall in love, or it's a friend and we've been close to them for years. And all of a sudden, through some unconscious dynamic, we decide and agree to, without even discussing it, that our relationship is not about doing work. It's not about pushing the edges. It's not about growth. Sometimes this comes from one person and we accede to it 
and sometimes it, or acquiesce to it. And sometimes it comes from ourself and the other person acquiesces. And sometimes it's implicitly coming from both people without consciously talking about it that, okay, this is just how we roll. We're on autopilot. Things were good. We love each other. We're connect, whatever. And we're just going to ride that out and just assume things will always be fine. Okay? This happens all the time with people, especially couples, right? They get together. They feel powerful about each other. They get married or, or they get married for a lot of other reasons. And then once they get themselves set up, they think, well, the rest takes care of itself. Love takes care of itself. And there's no conscious awareness or effort to say, we have to also learn how to grow. Things are going to change and shift. We're going to see differences, et cetera. So notice that in your own self or in maybe one of your loved ones, is there an unconscious acquiescing to a culture that does not say we do the work um, and maybe it's time to change that culture? <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Okay, another place, and, and this also comes up uh, quite a bit, is this is number two, is that they or we come up against too much shame or guilt, meaning the work we know we need to do might be so confronting. It might really confront a pattern from our past, confront a hurt or trauma that we don't want to reckon with it. We've decided it's too much. There's too much guilt. There's too much shame. So I'm not going there. We're not going there. They're not going there. Tune into that. And this is not something I'm trying to say, okay, well, that means you have to get over that guilt or shame. I'm not trying to wrong it. It could be something that's very intense for you or for them, for the loved one. If you're looking to dive deep into your possibility for 2023, if you are looking to remove some of the roadblocks that are coming up for you in your life right now, that you're starting to take notice of, if it's in your purpose, within your career, within your relationships, within your most intimate relationships or your relationship to your own self, Take the time today to reach out to me for your first free 30-minute coaching session, and we can dive in, or at least dip on in, into the possibility of what's next for you so that you can make 2023 and beyond a space of deeper healing, deeper empowerment, deeper self-discovery, deeper self-awareness. And if you're in relationship, much deeper potential and possibility, connecting, loving, building something strong with your most loved ones. But my recommendation is build more resource around that. Really spend a little more time to start to dip your toes into that feeling of shame or guilt. Hire a coach, hire a therapist. Slowly start to just take some steps. I would argue that your reticence to deal with those strong emotions are gonna be a roadblock for you in many ways in your life. So you're being called forward not just in your relationship with a loved one, but you're being called forward in many, many different ways. And so is this other person if they also feel like there's too much shame or guilt. And so to build compassion, we can imagine if there's a loved one in our life and they might have some stuff, we can put ourselves in their position and say, okay, they might have a lot of shame or guilt around this. I could see maybe where they're coming from and how hard it may be. How can they gain more resource around that? Right, number three, now, this might be connected to the shame or guilt. We fear or they fear, if it's us or it's them, seeing parts of ourselves that are unknown, that may challenge our whole life as it is right now, that may challenge our patterns, their patterns, and even their whole worldview. So doing the work can be pretty confronting. 
it can say, hey, like the pattern that you've been in, even if it's been adaptive and successful for some time, it might need to be updated. And for many people, that is too much at times. But again, just like I said, number two, it's important to see that in ourselves. And I would say it's just as important to say, well, actually, as much as I'm afraid of the unknown, would I rather stay limited? Would I rather stay stuck in what's familiar? Or would I rather kind of open things up a little bit and see, shit, maybe there's more than I even realize in our relationship and our connection, more than I realize within my own self. All right. Number four, uh, this is another real big one, very common. We are stuck or they are stuck, the other person, in a fantasy that everything will be amazing with zero effort once we find the one. So this is a fantasy, by the way. Everything will be okay if we find the right partner. All these issues and you know confrontations and uh, difficulty that are asking me to do work, oh, work. They're going to be okay once I find that right person, that fucking unicorn that's just going to take care of everything and make sure everything's okay. This could also be true with family members and friends. If only I had the, the better parents, if I only had th that friend, right? Once I find that one friend, it will be easy. There were, there's not going to be issues. That's not true. That's a fantasy. And in any relationship, I would, I would say, especially within the deep ones, we will deal with confrontation difficulty. Um, sometimes if there's too much of that, that might be a signpost that it's time to exit a relationship, but really every relationship is a different ecosystem. So it's hard to make a generalization about that. But just remember there, there is nothing, there is no relationship out there that's going to just be easy. And if it's too easy, I, I would argue there, there's no growth involved. It's like if, if I'm in my life and I'm trying to, to develop my, my career, say, if it's too easy, then there's no growth. There's no satisfaction. There's no feeling of, wow, I'm really challenging myself. The same thing goes for relationship. So keep that in mind within your own self and within your loved ones. Number five is we get stuck in blame and simply think it's the other person's shit. Okay. So we have some difficulty in any kind of relationship, family, loved one, partner, friend, and our proclivity is to just point the finger at the other person. Why should I do the work when it's all that person's shit? They're the ones with the issues. They're the ones with the past. They're the ones with the patterns. This is also a fantasy. Yeah, there might be more intense issues going on with one person or the other, but it takes two to tango. Any relationship is a collaboration, and we both bring our stuff. And when that stuff comes together, it can get funky and weird in a, in a not-so-great way, or those two things, when they come together, can be a space of a lot of learning and growth. So if you're continuing to point the finger at another person, you're living in a fantasy. Maybe now it's time or it's your loved one's time to look in the mirror. Maybe it's time to reach out to me and connect and really look inside and see where am I culpable here? Where am I part of this dynamic? What am I doing that I'm not aware of? And number six, we're developmentally lazy and the work is just that. The work is fucking work. It's work. It's not called work because it's easy. It's called work because it's difficult. And my outlook, it sounds a little pessimistic maybe, but my outlook is that most people don't want to do that work. And it's a little bit depressing or sad to say that, 
but I've noticed that over and over again. I've noticed it in my own self, this part of me that's also lazy, that doesn't want to like put my foot into the fire and really challenge myself to grow. So ask yourself that question. Is there a part of you that just doesn't want to deal? Wants things, I guess that goes back to the previous one of things to be easy, but wants things to be easy in life. Wants relationships to be easy. Work, it's too much to do. Why can't we just chill? Why can't things just be fine? Tune into that within your own self and within this other person. All right, now number seven. And remember, wait, before I go on, when you tune into these things, I'm not asking you to now feel bad or guilty or you know crucify yourself because you might have some of these going on within yourself or to do the same thing for another person. Don't like kind of beat them up because you've noticed some of these qualities, but look at these things with clarity and compassion, clarity and compassion, and a little bit of accountability, a little fire. All right. Number seven, the culture of relationship we are around or have grown up in does not hold high the values of self and relational awareness. And I think all of us reckon with that popular culture, the culture probably our parents came from, depending on our generation, there's not a high value placed on learning more about ourselves and learning more about how to do relationship more consciously. Maybe it's changing. I think it is. But generally speaking, there are other higher values. If that's earning a certain amount of money or the relationship looking a certain way externally or having a certain amount of kids or whatever, rather than the internal work both done individually and as a couple or as the two friends or family members that really allow the soil of a relationship to be healthy. So if we're planting, in an analogy, if we're planting some high-end seeds, some really good seeds in that soil, they can grow, right? You can have the you know, best-looking marriage. You can go like to the coolest place for your honeymoon. You can have it all written on paper and it seems perfect or the that person you're with is like, oh, they're so cool or attractive or this or intelligent. But all that's wasted, I think, when there is not added the culture and the high priority of growth and awareness. Notice that in your own self. Notice that in the world. Notice that in your other loved ones, in your family. Is that a high value? Most often not. Maybe you're one of the blessed ones who's from a family that really advocates for relational and self-awareness. So those are a few reasons. There are many more that I could list, um, but let's focus on the positive. Ask yourself if there are any more that are coming up for you. And if you're in a relationship, that may be coming up for your loved one or partner. Compassionately, but with focus and clarity, take some time and write down, what are some other ways that you resist or these other people in your life might resist doing the work. And then my next tip is to come back to these explorations throughout your life and throughout your partnership, relationships, and future relationships. Because sometimes it's like an onion. There are layers of resistance, right? So you might write down one and maybe you get some resource. Maybe reach out to me or you have some others in your life that can give you resource to move through that resistance. But oftentimes, there's other layers of resistance within us. And the beautiful goal of our life is to peel back those layers one by one and to really uh, just continue to remove the roadblocks 
and notice what happens, how we transform and what love and connection and potential we can bring into our life when we do. So check in on a regular basis. Notice where the resistance might lie within yourself and or your loved one or loved ones. Now, if you're looking to find more resource and empowerment in working through these resistances, either as an individual, if you're noticing them in your own self, or in your partnership or another relationship with another person as a couple, reach out to me today. We can not only explore your resistances, but we can actually explore what gifts you have that are underneath those resistances. What potential to focus on the positive, what possibility, what ability to connect deeper to yourself, deeper to your loved ones, deeper to something even greater than you could imagine. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you get 20% off right now. So this is an incentive. This is my advocacy for you out there to take a step, try it out, explore, gain more resource, gift yourself this possibility. You can't wait for others to do it. You or you and your loved one have to make the step for yourselves today. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please give us a five-star review and a few words of encouragement. It helps us reach more people and give value to others in their life and their relationships. And if you want to learn more day-to-day from what I do and what I offer my clients, follow me at empoweredconnection.me on Instagram. And of course, I'd love to connect with you one-on-one or as a couple and be of service to your unique journey. Till next time, connect to yourself, connect to others, and connect to something even deeper just a little bit today and every single day. See you next time. Peace.